0: Hey, man, throw on some good music. No, no, not that.
1: Oh, no, not that either.
0: Ah, there we go. Northwest Convergence Zone show. Sounds like we're starting hour number two. Coming up in the, uh, hour number two, we have uh, Eric Puddin, Lorenzen, going to be stopping by. We're going down to Austin, talk to the baseline Bombs, But first up from right here, in our backyard, Olympia, Washington. This is Elbow Cooley, everybody, get up and dance. Elbow Cooley. They Psych. Yeah, they <laughs> got me at the end there. Uh, the title of that track is Celebration, right, guys? Nice. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Welcome to the big program. Thanks for uh, I out, dance out of now. Olympia, Washington, Elbow Cooley. It's yes. the name of the band. You can check them out uh, on their website. It's Elbow Cooley, dot com. Gotta get to the name of the band. I know you guys are originally from the Metal Valley. Yeah. Does it yeah. have anything to do with the Grand Coulee Dam?
2: No, it doesn't. <laughs> There's all kinds of coolies out there. Yes. A coolie's a kind of drainage and it can be like a it could be like a river that doesn't really flow like a river. It's just like rocks and stuff and mm-hmm. it just flows down. Well, that's what a coolie is. But really what Elbow is named after is this dirt road where I'm from. And the dirt road connects like two small towns through all these back ways and there was the reason we named the band after it is because on that road anything could happen you could have your First blowjob, <laughs> your first try of acid, <laughs> your first try you driving, your job. <laughs> like, <laughs> first <laughs> accident,
3: yeah, first yeah. flat tire, yeah, anything. You could learn, learn could, to drive under.
2: See UFOs, it, yeah, UFOs, totally. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Anything could happen in Elbow Coolie. Nice. So when we play, we feel like that's what we want to portray. So awesome. Like when, when you see Elbow Cooley play, like. It's one of those nights you want to just let live. What
0: have you seen that has surprised you out in the audience from your vantage point?
2: Oh, well, we've been... Flashed it inappropriate times before. Yeah. When, is yeah, inappropriate when is it to an get in a,
0: inappropriate time? <laughs> well, like during a like,
2: of during right, slow during, song, yeah. like during a weird, like a right really during deep during the middle of the song. day yeah. at a festival
3: and there's yeah, children the, around. Yeah, <laughs> at like four o'clock in the afternoon at like a family. That's festival. a weird time. That's a strange that's, time that's, to that's get flashed. Yeah, yeah you know. okay, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's not the. That's not the. We
2: had a lady grab Josh's balls. On
3: stage. On stage. That really? was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. Are you okay? I'm fine. She yeah. didn't squeeze, did she? <laughs> no, she did. That was just a night of... Grab wow. are you guys friends
4: now, like on Facebook and stuff?
3: No, we are not friends on Facebook, <laughs> nor in real life. Hashtag ball grabber.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that same night, it's really funny. He got his balls grabbed on stage, and I got my balls grabbed like four different times by four different people. <laughs> off wow! Stage. Yeah, wow. off stage, wow. like I saw it
0: happen too. It was it was like ball night. Yeah. All women? Yeah. Was that a no, ba- it was no. two guys and two girls. It was yeah, just like.
2: Ooh. and it was they had plans for you i guess yeah. it was like i don't know sometimes when you play a good show you gotta let the crowd touch you a bit, so you know?
0: is that where you're from is over there in eastern washington that's where i'm from That's where you're from Cause uh, to me listening to this music and i lived over there for a while this is not the kind of music no. that i expect coming out of the back roads of eastern washington well
2: i'll put it together for you uh the band started out in the Metcalf Valley. Three different people, Josh, which is
0: a—it's an awesome
2: place. It's yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. Josh wasn't in the band yet. We were kind of like an indie rock band mm-hmm. uh, that formed into more a five-piece. Once there was a big breakup, and then we turned into a five-piece in 2012. That's when Josh joined the band, and then we were more like a funk, electronic rock, five-piece. And uh, yeah, now we're just a two-piece, and. I came from a total rock background. Uh, I loved Jimi Hendrix and like I don't even listen to that stuff anymore Classic because I listen to stuff. it so much. Right. Like, and oh. all the grunge stuff. I'm 30 so like... 95 was a great year for music like and beyond for me like but you know then 98 99 shit started getting weird you're like uh (laughs) I don't think I should like Limp Bizkit at all (laughs) nobody
3: should yeah it was I couldn't get into that stuff so
2: uh then it turned to me for like super deep like Seattle indie like the Modest Mouse the Pinback uh even deeper like Eureka Farm and just weirdo stuff and the, that's where I was coming from. Wasn't much into the electronic stuff. Josh, on the other hand, tell, I, tell uh, your well life. I, I grew up. Uh, you'll in, see in, the meeting of the minds make sense.
3: I was uh, born in Germany and moved uh, to the States uh, at a tender age of eight. And uh, I... Uh, I Eventually made my way to well, Texas let's keep for it to my and I, I eventually made my way to this uh, Texas in my teenage years, which was when the deep electronic and rave scene was happening. And uh, from like, I'd say fourteen or fifteen up until my late twenties, I was really heavily into the rave scene in uh, Dallas Fort Worth area, which was uh, just debaucherous absolutely <laughs> it was here too it, yeah i i can imagine uh, and in that time period in the mid 90s the the underground this is the un- scene yeah it was
0: all underground well, ecstasy was yeah it like was it was
3: absolutely underground and that's the thing like if you didn't know raves were down, happening warehouses yeah strange places where you yeah. got a pager number and you had to find you had to find Page the party. Number. yeah <laughs> you got a pager number that had a voicemail with directions to a thing and I mean that's Ridiculous. that's kind of where I came from. <laughs> so everything was very like, you know, ephemeral. And uh, a DJ would set up, and it would have to be like a small setup. And so bands, if like electronic band, if you wanted to play, your setup had to be really minimal, so that if the party got busted, you could just you grab know, and go, a, <laughs> grab and go, put, every, put <laughs> everything in through. one to small little bag. And I've, I'd seen it. I've, I've seen several parties get busted by the fire department or the, you know, cops. And Josh is basically, he's
2: been making, literally making sounds since he was like 12, 13. Do you
3: call them samples? Uh, Well, I've, uh, I got into sound design at a very, very early age. Uh, I met some electronic producers um, uh, that have actually attained some notoriety. Jeremy Dawson, who plays keyboards in... um, shiny toy guns i think that's his band uh he was a dj in the dallas fort worth scene for a little while so um i kind of ran in that little circle and i've been just doing sound design for uh so then how did you guys get together
0: how did you find each other Uh, so how how did this happen we
2: needed i wanted basically a big rift happened in the band there was a it was a four piece big rift happened uh in a band? Rock and roll no. shit. Yeah. Guitar very player fierce. slept with my fiance. <gasps> or they slept with each other, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> not just once. They had an affair, Uh-oh. so
3: Yeah. Very rock and roll shit. <laughs> so
2: it happened the like the guitar player ended up call- like I called him. I'm like, You're a piece of shit. Like, are I'm not ever gonna talk to you again, like whatever. And he's like, It's cool if the band's done, dude. I'm like, No, you don't get it. Like, fuck you. Like, the band is finally gonna get its goddamn due. And <laughs> Anyways, I reformed the band. I needed a synthesizer player, and I was hanging out in Seattle, and I saw this guy at Studio 7 with this crazy weirdo band. I was playing in a progressive
3: rock, uh, kind (laughs) of noisy uh, prog rock band, Gontara. about four years ago yeah and and i
2: uh, wouldn't have never bought like an album or anything but i saw that josh was a weirdo and he had a bunch of cool gear so i (laughs) got a hold of him and it took him a while to acquiesce and say okay i'll try out this pop band yeah because i told him we wanted to do dance pop electronic music and
3: i was not i was not into that in any way to be to be honest uh i (laughs) I come from like a jazz background, uh, like progressive jazz and um, like improvisational and music. Electronica. And, and electronica. And uh, electronica, which is also very improvisational at times. Uh, but I, I just come from a much more, I feel like a uh, bizarre background than Andrew. And uh, he kept trying to get me to come to the practice and I kept saying, no, I won't do it. And we both live in <laughs> Olympia. Uh, quite near each other actually and I kept saying no I kept saying no and then I, I came over hard with, to get yeah <laughs> and I came over and at my first practice with the band I was really high on LSD and, and uh, he it I, was
2: like he couldn't even really play his synthesizer I, I, really I was like could, <laughs> what is this guy he doesn't know how to actually use his own gear
3: <laughs> yeah well it was because I was I was playing in this prog rock band and I just brought a bunch of extra gear with me that I wasn't using in the band and we just had tons of gear lying around so I he just goes, i like just like brought like a, this and this. i brought like a car full of stuff with me basically <laughs> starts and, uh, unloading <laughs> it just, i don't even know what just, that is yeah <laughs> like what what well, did i bring with got me andrew's like,
1: attention right yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah and i'm like setting it up like i guess i'll plug this into this other sort of thing and, and see you know, what it makes. i looked at josh happens. when he
2: first came in he's got these long ass gnarly dreads <laughs> and i'm and a big bushy beard i go like josh you smoke weed man and
3: he goes. I, I go. No, dude. What the fuck? No, look at me. Look at, I go. No, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait. Look at. Look at me. Though. I've got like dreadlocks to my. Buttocks. I've got
0: eight. I've got eight of them in my dreads. Let me
3: just pull yeah, one out. Yeah. Hang on. And Let me find them. I, I pull down my sunglasses and I go. Dude, I'm tripping my balls off right now. (laughs) Yeah, let's smoke a bowl. I
2: don't even believe him.
0: So (laughs) once the collaboration happens, because it does sound like your music pulls from a lot of different uh, genres and stuff. And, you know, for a lot of bands, they try to pull that off and it doesn't work. It's it's a tough thing. It's a lot tougher than it sounds. But you guys seem to pull it off nicely. We just
2: don't try. Like, if you don't... (laughs) I know I derive stuff from other people but I know I don't sound like other people so it's like I don't know I'll just think of oh we got this I can write anything to that like I can just think of oh what's Beyonce gonna do well if I did my version of Beyonce (laughs) what would Beyonce do if I did my version of Beyonce (laughs) like it wouldn't be the same as her but like it might be derivative no one's gonna so when keep... you guys hit right. the
0: stage the first time in this uh as, as elbow, the two as the two-piece elbow coolie and <clears throat> you're putting it out there were you were you a little nervous about how people would respond to it or were you guys pretty confident in your sound what, what was that like for
2: you i mean i was nervous for well, sure i my brother of... was the last band member to leave so yeah it and was that... a long brought up drawn out process that was pretty rough for you as well yeah it was all right <laughs> there was ego things happening Yeah But
3: I I kind of sensed it for a while And Andrew and I actually performed as a two-piece under a different moniker uh, Once uh, a hand, I think three times uh, we did that uh, <laughs> But with a totally different set of songs And uh, a totally different kind of approach to music making in general And whenever we went to a two-piece I had actually already had all of the drums programmed and all the bass stuff programmed, all the auxiliary things. Yeah, we had been so
2: we had been ready for this to happen. We were like, Oh, this drummer, he's in another band, like we've had all overall like seven drummers, I think, since Elbow Cooley started.
3: It's kind of spinal tap I was going to say,
2: yeah, it sounds a little it's, spinal tap yeah. Uh
0: So if somebody asks you guys, uh, you know, you, you're around, you're telling people, yeah, we're in a we're in a band. They, well, what do you sound like? What do you guys play? What,
2: what's we your call response? ourselves Northwest Rocktronica. Nice. Uh, so we're coining that term.
0: You, you have a new phrase.
2: Yeah. 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 Rocktronica. You heard it here first. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, if you- Call
0: Easy Street. We need a new uh, bin. <laughs> <That's> damn straight. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: it's it's like synth pop, it's dance rock, it's mm-hmm. it's all put together. Now like, coming from
0: a rock rock background, did, did you ever think you'd be playing this?
2: Not at first, but I was getting sick of everyone's just in a fucking rock band, yeah. everyone's doing this and that. Once I saw Josh's synthesizer, I'm like, I have to have like five synthesizers now too. <laughs> and I actually play synthesizers all the time. He plays guitar a lot of the times. I play guitar. Yeah. He has This is actually the first
3: time I've, I've played guitar in a band. Yeah, we're just like... So do show. you guys
0: have a lot of energy on stage? What's your show like?
2: Yeah, we're all yeah. about our live stage presence. I mean, we are soaked with sweat at the end of every show. Uh, we uh,
3: do the costumage. <laughs> yeah, always
2: dressing up, yeah. always putting makeup on and being weird and engaging the crowd. Very and...
3: theatrical uh, live performances. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very cool. Well, you guys have a great show,
0: uh, a very cool opportunity for people to come see you coming up on Thursday. You're going to be at the Showbox, which is a great venue. There's nothing wrong with the Showbox. That's a phenomenal place. Uh, as part of Raw presents, the uh, it's called Awakening, right? Yeah. Yes. And it is a. Uh, this looks like a really cool event. Uh, basically, it starts around seven, goes to I think eleven or so, and it's just art. It's performance art. It's yep. music art. It's photography, fashion. And uh, nice. you guys are part of the, obviously, the music, the music aspect part. of it. <laughs> and But around the the around the show box, people are going to have their photography up. And yeah. Different. Uh,
2: so for people who've ever been there, it's like all up on the rise, ris, risen areas. It'll be all on the perimeters. You'll see these art exhibits. You'll see... Photography. You'll see fashion models High walking. Fashion. They've got a
3: runway set
2: up. So
0: people come in, they walk around, they're seeing all the art and checking and, and engaging with all of that stuff.
2: Yeah, and you can buy the artists for sale. While too. you guys
0: are up on stage just tearing it up.
2: Yeah, we only have. I think they're gonna have DJ said a lot of the time. Like so, when we play, like the focus is gonna kind of be towards us. So ever,
0: the booze will kind of shut down for a moment.
2: Well, hopefully <laughs> the booze will <are> never shut <laughs> down. It is a twenty one plus. Like so, no no kids can go. Yeah, don't
0: don't bring your kids. Full bar. Uh, three act, three three music. Only acts. three musical acts. It's mm-hmm.
2: uh, urban jellyfish. Is so how'd
0: you guys get on this bill? How'd you get hook up with us? Uh, actually, like a cool this is,
2: its kind of interesting. It's kind of happenstance. Uh, they got a hold of us last year, and we didn't like their pitch. We were like, <laughs> yeah. we "We're like, well, this was, doesn't sound good. Come uh, up with a better pitch and they, call us It was
3: kind true. of presented to us as a pay-to-play, which to oh. me, which kind technically,
2: of, in a way, it is.
3: Well, they it's want you to just sell tickets you have to, yeah, we you have to guarantee a certain amount of tickets are sold. But okay, when you
2: play so. the show box, that's pretty easy.
3: Yeah. See, no doubt.
2: last year in 2012 or in 2013, I guess it would have been <laughs> uh, they asked us and there was a different manager and he just wasn't selling it. Mm-hmm. One of our that's buddies, loud. the Brown Edition played there and we they kind of douchebags yeah I wouldn't wouldn't say buddies they're not our buddies they're really good at what they do but hey we're about naming names anyways (laughs) anyways uh we just didn't like the feel of it and the guy felt like he was just trying to sell us on too hard right like well why are you trying to sell us on it but it's different this year this year Melissa Shipley's the director she's on it like first Very thing she told chick. us is, it makes
0: a big difference I mean we get that here uh, on the show and on the station bands or promoters or whatever hitting us up about different things and presentation is a lot of it that's a lesson for you out there listening whether you're in a band or you have an event or whatever it is that you're promoting out there yeah. know people, who
2: you're trying to sell
1: to
0: know who you're selling to and, and have know some how fucking to conviction
2: to, yeah, yeah. believe what you're talking about because I felt <laughs> yeah. like I don't care what this guy says but she's giving me somewhat <laughs> the same pitch the next year and We didn't know it was going to be at the show box. Yeah. She was just like, hey, we really liked your guys' stuff, blah, blah, blah. Would you be interested? We're like, "Eh, I don't know. Like, we have to get 20 tickets. We don't know where it's going to be. Right. And they also offer these things like they're going to have a live video of us and intersperse an interview that we did with them. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Uh, That's part of what you get if, you know, selling the 20 tickets, that's part of what you get. But I mean, just. Just to play at the show. Twenty box tickets,
0: is not like, that hard. Shouldn't be no. that hard. To see. No, not the even the showbox,
3: man. I've seen so many killer acts. Oh yeah, I was the show
0: just there last Friday. Was, well, the thing they is, they always have great. Yeah, they're
2: pay to play. That's kind of a pay to play situation. But hey, when you play the high dive. You have to pay everyone out before you get your stupid ten dollars. <laughs> I'm so, like, it's, it's bad. It's like, uh, it's
0: bad seeing out there. We like, know. We've talked about that. Uh, Elbow Cooley will uh, go link. through
2: on a fucking Wednesday, and you only have to split it two ways. Yeah. Or, <laughs> exactly. That's five bucks each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've given me twenty dollars. If you
3: bought and beer, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've yeah.
2: given me twenty dollars, and I'm just like,
3: I want to, yeah, throw it in the trash. Like, blah, what, yeah,
2: do yeah, do? Yeah. what do I do? What do you do with twenty bucks? Yeah. Well, That's tell us
0: about uh, real quick about uh your podcast you guys have a show oh you yeah a, the elbow pod, cooley show elbow cooley show i'm i'm uh i'm interested in this you can go to their website elbow they have links uh ways you can subscribe to it. it's on itunes and different yeah, places yeah, yeah. but what's it about what do you guys it's, do
2: it's a glimpse into the life of uh <laughs> elbow cooley for
3: couple guys, uh, hours?
0: trip on lsd and just
2: no. well, he, he might he might
3: I'm, I might or might not. I don't think uh, yet. We will. I Maybe. Probably. I don't rem- really remember. <laughs> Episode 100. Uh, but
2: no, I mean, we're, we're drinking and we're smoking and having a good time. We Allegedly. have guests on. You guys
3: play tunes. Uh... We, yeah. No. We, f- we feature uh, national acts as well as local acts. We who's the biggest
0: fight. act you had on? Who? 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 For each of you, who is your favorite guest so far that you've had on? Oh, it's show? probably MNDR, the
2: same for both of yeah, us. Amanda our, Warner from I mean, MNDR. Yeah. From
3: whom? M-, M-, M go ahead. M N D R Amanda Warner okay. is the uh, the lady that runs that. She is one of Andrew and I's most uh, biggest. We're big fanboys. Ins- <laughs> big big fanboys. <laughs> we God, modeled a lot though.
2: of our actual live setup after hers.
3: Over ninety percent of our live set is modeled after hers. Her manager Adam, uh, who is an awesome guy, by the way, Adam, love you uh we gave
2: them both mushrooms, they uh, got yeah, so mushrooms
3: high. and a bunch of pot <laughs> oh, you had and... them in studio no we went to their show up
2: at the Barbosa yeah. and uh, and hung got, out backstage yeah. and did this long interview it Was so cool she was so nice like we met the guys from rac and they're blowing up like mothers yeah uh it's uh, crazy gave them some northwest weed and <laughs> mushrooms that i that's picked myself up, like <laughs> and her manager took him and he was Oh, he was blasted! He was really blasted! <laughs> we're wow, like, dude, you have to be careful with these. He's like, whatever, and just <laughs> <laughs> those are Olympius. They yeah, were. I, uh, I picked him right outside my house. Like,
3: trust me, we know all about those. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be careful. Care- be careful with these, man. Like, he's like, whatever. You guys, and-
2: people are listening to this. Yes. That's okay.
3: fine. Yeah, don't say where you got him. No, no I was actually
1: thinking of the manager and maybe his oh, friends and family. Oh, <laughs> so.
2: No, he's a he's a whack dude. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam, so, I'm sure Adam's not listening. I'm sure Amanda's not well, listening. Well, I was
0: also intrigued by this. Uh, we we got to get moving on. But uh, I noticed you guys put out an, uh, an EP and up through just a few days ago, it was only available in cassette.
2: Yeah, that's yes. one of the... We should explain that whole thing. Because yeah,
0: because how many people, A, have a cassette player anymore? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, uh, we had we, a big plan, you see. We, uh, they're trying to bring it back. <laughs> we didn't want to release anything for a little while. We had an EP come out before this one, and we weren't really... We weren't uh, a two-piece. We were a five-piece. We were a five-piece then. at that point, and we, as we progressed into a two-piece, uh, a local label in Olympia, 2060 Records, approached us and said we want you guys to do a single or an ep or a full length whatever you want to do we really they want only you do to cassettes. do cassettes, and they only do cassettes so like,
2: sounds fun we'll put it out on the internet when we have the money to put it on cd baby whatever right
3: so um in the meantime uh manta ray records approaches us and uh they're from baltimore and they heard some of the music that is on this ep and it got picked up i don't know they
2: heard music on reverb nation yeah and they said dude what do you do you guys have anything coming out are you gonna release something we're like well we actually have this ep (laughs) we haven't actually released like just this you know exclusive cassette release we had like
3: 50 or 60 cassettes i think yeah uh, they're all gone on our on our first run and they they sold out pretty quick i don't think there's there's none left. There's none left.
2: But, anyways, Manta Ray wants to take that. And that's why the tracks that we're showing now, they're just rough mixes of. That's what's on the cassette. This is what's on the cassette? So, Manta Ray's going to take those and remix them and master them and put, put them, them out, out on, all a, again, on so. a CD or yeah. whatever. Digital, yeah. So, yeah. where
0: can people, if they're interested right now, uh,. Cassettes are all gone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't get this new EP probably where, for a while. Where I'm, well, can at, be, at the Showbox?
3: I, mean, I think uh, Twenty Sixty Records is going to be out there supporting uh, at at the Showbox. Yeah, and you might be they, able
2: to get some cassettes, but you're going to have to wait for. This is called the Long Hard Pause EP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, yeah. where
0: can people, if they want to get a hold of some of your older tunes or anything, guys? Have going, oh, it's where on do they
2: iTunes go? and CD Baby and Bandcamp. I think Reverb Nation streaming for free. Right. Are we
5: going to be playing
0: it? playing on the, on
1: the station or do we have it to play we as only in,
0: have these two tunes
2: ah. so. oh we'll send you guys a, yeah please album. send us some stuff we just didn't bring up the ones with our five piece because it doesn't necessarily represent as much what we're sure. doing now exactly. so we're like yeah well mm-hmm.
0: the band's name uh, is elbow coolie you guys rock you guys have a great sound and a very you. very fascinating story as well uh head out to the show box in downtown seattle this thursday do you know what it costs to get in
3: 15 it's, bucks, it's 15
2: 20. bucks, and you can go on to uh, rawartist.com backslash elbowcooley and buy it there. You can send me $15 to <laughs> pay it to my PayPal. Put them and on Andrew the Teller list. put them on the list. That's kind of how it works, actually. Yeah. Like It's nice. I could just make a list. So. Well, However, it works sounds out. Sounds
0: like a great show. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, so, good luck with that. Anything else coming up after that? Obviously, the EP's on the horizon. You have any other um, shows you guys are looking forward to? Bar- Barbosa Barboza
2: on the 12th of April with uh, Purgato and Death nice. by Stars. Wow. Cool.
3: Yeah. And, uh, that's going to be a
0: fun bill.
2: That's Katrina's birthday party.
0: That is a great bill right there. And yes. then
2: uh, we got a tour down to Denver and back in the middle of May. So, well, good hey, luck Denver. on that. Watch out. Well, guys, <laughs> thanks for
0: coming in. It was nice to meet you, and uh, we really enjoy your music and everybody out there. The name of the band is Elbow Cooley, C-O-U-L-E-E, and their webpage is ElbowCooley.com, also on Facebook. Here's another song, The Gift. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So the bass line bums off of their album Getting By and the name of that song is Highway Savannah and uh, we have Mark and Chris down in Austin, Texas which is where they're based by the way on the line with us. What's going on guys? Hello. Hey, it's good to have you on the big show uh, Splatterhouse Records which is uh, we've had them on our program several times, many of the artists for Splatterhouse, yeah. located right here in good old Tacoma. And you guys are one of the, uh, sort of the odd men out on this label because you're one of the non-local, non-Northwest bands. How did you get hooked up with Splatterhouse?
5: Um, actually, uh, Patrick, you know, the uh, owner-operator, you know, he, uh, he called us up, or emailed us rather, and uh, it kind of just all went from there. Uh, it was a word of mouth, you know. Uh, you know, looking for a working band, you know, someone, you know, band that travels and you know does their thing and you know tries to get uh, get out there as much as possible. And uh, we met, uh, started talking, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And uh, to be honest, we couldn't be happier with uh, with where we're at right now.
0: Nice. Yeah, you, I see you guys. Uh those of you who want to check into them a little more, you can go to uh, ReverbNation.com slash Baseline Bums. they also on uh, Facebook. Uh, I see you guys started in Del Rio, Texas, but now you're in Austin. And just watch, following you guys on Facebook and watch what you guys are doing. You're a hardworking band that travels a lot. Uh, tell us about just sort of the evolution of Baseline Bums from the beginning to where you find yourselves right now.
5: Um. To be honest, it feels like you know uh, it's just it's gone so far, you know, from where we started to now. Um, You know, the two members, me and and Joseph. uh, You know, when we when we started the band, you know, we started from our hometown, then we moved to Austin, and it's been great because we've actually been able to uh, you know play with other musicians that uh, want to do the same thing with us, and including Chris here. You know, Chris isn't even from Texas; he's from you know Illinois. So it's really awesome to have someone like that, like. You know, someone from another part of the country to come in and uh, you know have an influence and have a sound that, that intertwines with you and, and it's it's really cool uh, we really like it.
0: well when I fly into Austin uh, which I do every year I go down there um, w- w- in the airport there's a big uh slogan that's across one of the walls it says welcome to austin live capital music of the world and austin is a city known for music i mean the the venues there the bands it's a lot it is a a hopping scene any time of the year how is it for you guys or what's what is it like for you being a band there to try to to bring attention to yourself, gather an audience, uh, find places to play because you're up against uh, some heavy hitters in that scene. Uh,
5: yeah, actually, um, I think we all really, really like that. Um, it is in a way oversaturated, but at the same time, though, it does keep you on your toes and uh, it makes you want to be better. Because if uh, you know, if it, it, you turn around and you know you're not doing as well, or Playing as good, there's you know ten other bands waiting to take your spot. So it definitely is one of those things that encourages you to do better and play better.
0: Got to be on your A game at all times, I imagine.
5: Oh yeah, definitely. All
0: right, well, let's go to another track. We're talking with uh, the band Baseline Bums. We're with Mark and Chris, and uh, this is another track. They're on the Splatterhouse Records label. This is Trouble Tracy. We'll be right back here on the Zone. <laughs>
4: I remember that night The air was cool and the beer was crisp I'm at the bar and drinking with Chris and Amigos That's when I noticed Tracy there looking at me There was something that she saw in me And I needed her You're like my own, put went up And where my heart getting to beat When you're smiling Cause your trouble chasing you It's for me A bar and drinking a few. We hit some shots of me and you. The way we start the night. Down at Memphis for ten bucks, you can drink all night with the chance to see a fight. Now. The shots check up again Now we're back
0: Trouble Tracy was the name of that song. Baseline Bums is the band. We have Mark and Chris from the band. They're down in Austin, Texas, which is their home base. Uh, that is where they are at. They're on the Splatterhouse Records a label. You can check them out on ReverbNation.com. They're also on Facebook. Uh, I understand you guys are working on a, a new album. Tell us about that and what's going on there.
5: Uh Hard work, work hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where are you at in the process, and what, is there a is there a a, a target date, when can we be looking for this?
5: Uh, yeah, we're trying to uh, launch the album uh, uh, by March 31st. Uh, so actually, we're gonna have a lot of work ahead of us. Still, we've spent probably about uh, 40 hours a piece in just the last few days uh, over at uh, Renaissance Recording. Uh, in South Austin, uh, our buddy Austin Corley has been—he's uh, actually been doing a really good job. He's even kind of picked this up a little bit uh, to check that out. Uh, but yeah. Uh, hardest I've ever worked on an album, for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: now, I, I, like I said, I, I follow you guys because even though uh, I know Patrick and uh, we're good friends with the Splatterhouse crew, I have not seen you guys live. Uh, I, I hope you guys will come up here. Uh, have you been up here at some point? Have you guys traveled up here and visited the Northwest?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, we've been up to the Northwest uh, a couple times now. Uh, and actually, we will be... the, the there's already a date. There's a date for the uh, for Washington.
0: Uh oh. Date. G- give them to us.
5: All right. So uh, so on March 31st, like Chris said, once the the record drops, we'll be going on tour for about uh, seven months. Wow. And uh, the dates that we're actually looking at to be in the Washington area, specifically the Tacoma area, is uh, is going to be in June. Yeah, at the end of June. And I think the target date is uh,
0: Friday, June 27th. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to that. Look forward to having you uh, here in the Northwest. We have listeners all up and down the I-5 corridor and across the U.S., but here specifically, Portland, Tacoma, Seattle, and all that. And I know they'll be looking forward to uh, having you guys out here again. Um, I was looking – I noticed you guys have opened up for some pretty big acts, and one of them recently, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, the Necromantics – how is that for you guys opening for bands that uh, I assume you look up to them? I mean, the, these are great, these are big name bands, and you get on bills with them. How, how, how do you guys approach that?
5: Uh, I mean, it's, for me, it's pretty surreal. I actually, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, after, after the show, I ended up getting kind of like drunk, you know? <laughs> It was, it was pretty cold out, and, like, I was standing by the equipment. Uh, Mark actually locked the keys in the van, so he was getting a locksmith. Oh. And I was just standing by the equipment, and the Necromantic's van is, like, or the big bus is right there, and they're kind of hopping in and out of it, and me being kind of buzzed. I'm like, hey, guys, it's just real cool, you know? I remember having your stickers when I was, like, 11. I probably <laughs> I probably like a big idiot, but... It <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. was really fun, and... Uh, I was really glad for the opportunity, you know? Yeah. It was was a great show. I mean, so much fun. Um, to be honest with you, uh, all of them were, were, you know, super, super great guys. Uh, got to talk and hang out with uh, the drummer for a little while, Lux, which, uh, she doesn't know yet, but she's going to probably be my future (laughs) ex-wife. Oh,
0: Oh, goodness. Very good. No, well,
5: that's how we talk about it.
0: That's how we approach life in Texas. Uh, So now you guys uh, have, have uh, some pretty cool news. You you just got endorsed by somebody. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, we uh, we just got picked up by uh, Rio Grande Pickups, which is out of Houston, Texas, and uh, they're just uh, such a great company. Uh, you know, we're willing to work with us hand in hand. You know, with anything that we need, uh, the pickups that they've made for us, uh, we put them in our guitars. Uh, night and day difference doesn't even make it doesn't even give it justice. It was just worlds of difference. And, uh, you know, to have those and, and use them in, in the studio and, and live performances, you know, it's, it's really been a, a great. So shout out to everybody at, uh, at Rio Grande for helping us out. Thank you so much. Yeah, also they gave us really cool keychains. So we all got, <laughs> We've got really cool keychains that look like pickups now. So that's sweet,
0: yeah. Yeah, styling that stuff. Now, do you guys have a? Do you have a home? Uh, a home club in Austin? A place that you guys really enjoy that you uh, you know let it loose at that you consider your place?
5: Uh, I I that uh, in a way. Uh, there's there's this venue was called Headhunters. And it, uh, ironically enough, you know, that show Bar Rescue, it got a Bar Rescue and it changed its name. But uh, it's called Metal and Lace now. But when I first moved to Austin, that was just like, they pretty much let any punk band book there so openly, like with open arms. And I probably played like literally dozens of shows there in what uh, four years I lived here. So that just going to give them a gift to kind of shout out cause, that's cool. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they definitely helped us out also in the beginning, you know, when we started playing. Um, but, but you know, since the whole, like, you know, revamping, the redoing, uh, you know, we, we don't play there, I guess, as much anymore. We'd like to, but it's just kind of like one of those things where, you know, like you said, now we're playing with, you know, uh, bigger bands. So we got to really, like, you know, try to pick our battles, which is tough because you always want to play and you always want to play in front of the home crowd and everything like that. But, you know, sometimes it's, but, if, uh, but it's kind of like, kind of like, uh, you know, like the basketball player that has that like crappy court in his backyard. or something. I learned how to be a musician there. You know what I mean? So sure. like, it's kind of cool. Well,
0: something now, like, <clears throat> so the, this, uh, the, the big event down there in Austin is coming up and every year, uh, <clears throat> Thousands and thousands of thousands of people, bands, everybody flocks to Austin for, you know, South by Southwest. Uh, I've been to it many times. I've stopped going because it kind of became a circus to me, but I'm curious how you guys being from there, being a local band, um, how do you view South by these days and what, what what does it mean to you guys? Or do you just run and get out of town?
5: <laughs> uh, to me, uh, I don't, Chris and I probably have different opinions on it, I I don't know yet, but. Uh, for me personally, um, you know, when we, when we first moved out of here and we first started doing it, it was one of the most funnest, amazing things you could ever do. But then after, you know, years of going by and going through it, you know, you started, I started avoiding it for a while, and it wasn't up until recently that we started getting back into it. Um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's just so much going on, you know. Uh, we actually are doing a, a few South by Southwest events this year, so we're really looking forward to those. But I mean, uh, you know, it's definitely one of those roller coasters for me where I really loved it and I hated it. Now I'm liking it again, so it's just it's just one of those things that you really have to uh, to prepare yourself for. If you have to, you know, keep doing it every year or having to deal with it every year. Right.
0: <laughs> Do you guys uh, like being on tour? Does that does that work for you guys, or is it something that um, you know it's sort of love hate kind of thing?
5: Uh, it's like it's like heroin, you know, like. <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, it's hard to, when you come back home off a of tour, it's hard to just kind of have to go back to the job and stuff, yeah. you know, they want to go back immediately. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like we mentioned earlier, like I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, come March, you know, uh, we're going to be going on the road for quite some time. Uh, we're all basically, you know, packing up and, you know, the van is home as, as they'll say. So uh, it's going to be like one of the biggest adventures that we've done uh, as a band in our career, and you know we couldn't be more excited for it. You know, taking this leap to really push the boundaries and really push everything in front of us. You know, that's what we really want to do. And you know, did really you say a stride, you
0: know? that's a seven yeah. seven month tour? Is that what you said?
5: Yeah. Yeah. And we also we just bought a pool table. Me and Mark we we are roommates. We just bought a pool table. Well, we got to sell it and we've only had
1: it
5: for like a month. So that's <laughs> <the product. laughs> it was well, one of those things like, okay, we got to have a party next weekend, but what are we going to do? Oh, it's yeah, let's, let's a pool table. Let's have a pool table party. <laughs> actually, we're leaning you, on the pool probably table Probably could right have now, rented obviously. one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, uh, real quick before we let you go, um, where where all is this tour taking you? Is it taking you to new places or are these places that you've been before maybe a little combination of both?
5: Uh, both. Definitely both. I mean, you know, uh, the reason that it's it's so long is that the tour goes so slow and the fact that, you know, it's just city after city after city, you know, uh, one-hour drives, you know, in between cities, you know, not going too fast or too far in Little Pond, you know, really taking your time with it and really touching everywhere that you can. You know, if there's a scene or if there's kids out anywhere that want to hear some music, you know, we're definitely going to be uh, in a position to play some music in front of, you know, anybody that's wanting to listen, you know. And, uh, you know, it, it's something we've been planning for quite some time now, and uh, it's kind of Real that it's just right around the corner
0: so yeah well everybody out there keep a lookout for baseline bums coming to your town you can follow them on facebook uh, they're also on reverb nation check out when they might be coming into your area go check them out baseline bums they have a new cd coming out uh soon and uh, we're all looking forward to that they're also on the splatterhouse records label you can check that out splatterhouse records I want to thank you guys for coming on with us. Uh, It's always it's fun to have you guys uh, on the phone, and best of luck on the tour and with the with the new CD and everything coming out. Let's roll on. This is another track uh, from Baseline Bums titled "Wake Up." Here on the zone. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. All right, everybody, uh, Puddin. Eric Puddin' Lorenzen's in the house. How
6: are you guys doing?
0: How's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going good. I'm did tired. You bring, did you bring a rant? Uh, you know what? I did, Tell me not, I I did not bring See? a rant. That's the thing. We haven't heard, for those of you who listen to the program on you're a regular slacking, basis, uh, Eric is uh, his stage name, he goes by Puddin', That and you're a stand-up comedian, correct? Uh, and you have, you're also the one who... Gets a you know a burr in your butt or whatever, and you'll call up and let us know about it. They're
6: mostly about on
0: one, but we mm-hmm. haven't heard anything for quite a while because apparently things you're you're happy, everything's great <laughs> in your life, you're well
6: adjusted, and and Not nothing's bothering you. <laughs> Not even close. To, no, no, no. I I was actually I was on hiatus for a couple months. Uh, uh, we I, had like
0: was, a lot of problems. You're close to being dead.
6: Yeah, yeah. That's a I big was, problem. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot healthier now. I Lost a lot of weight, but I was on hiatus. I. Uh, uh, I went to the Midwest and did some shows and I came home and I was tired and I just decided I was gonna take a couple months off so because you
0: You'll, know on the when you call them in it's just a phone call. So, so is it, was it really hard to punch
6: some numbers? Well, you know, I, I I put my creative mind away. I was I tired. He was, he was out of pudding. I was in the Midwest. They don't have phones. <laughs> I'm out of service.
1: Have you ever brought pudding onto the stage? That with would you for that part would that act? would be
6: weird. No? Oh, why would I do that?
1: I don't. I it's, wonder it's, it's, how, how you got the name. And you
6: can't like throw it at the audience. That would be terrible. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. And I can't. I, I actually said one time how I got the name on stage. I'll never say it again.
4: Ah, <laughs> we're well, no. not on stage right now. I'm intrigued. So.
6: A guy, No, I was on stage, and uh, I was just impromptu, and a guy just yelled. He's just like, how would you get the name Putin? And I was like, I got raped by Bill Cosby when I was a kid. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, now, you have a... oh, uh, uh, uh,
1: What? No Bill Cosby impression, D?
0: Uh, maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> uh, NWCZ Radio presents uh, this coming Saturday, March 1st, at... Uh, Stonegate, yes, which is a proud sponsor of this program, nom, nom, nom. the Northwest yes. Convergence Zone show. We love Stonegate; they provide us with pizza, wings, and all kind of goodies. Um, but you have a big show coming up on uh, this coming Saturday. Why don't you tell us about that?
6: Well, um, it's Joe Fontano. Actually, he's going to be our headliner. He's amazing. He's uh, he's out pimping his new CD called Fun Dumpster. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it, you got to get it. It's an amazing CD. Joe is an amazing guy. So. Uh, Joe and myself. So is it going to be an amazing show? It is going to be amazing. Cellar it's amazing. Evened. So no, Joe's a, Joe's a great guy. Myself, I've seen Joe. He's funny. Yeah. Jamal Harrington. I've uh, not seen him. Uh, Jamco Productions. That's his company. He's involved. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, Priscilla will be there with her Mosaic Glass. Glass, Glass, by, Glass by Priscilla. Priscilla. Absolutely. If, if you
0: don't have or have not seen any of the work by Glass by Priscilla, which is... Priscilla does the work. Yes. It's gorgeous. We have one hanging right here Absolutely. in the studio. I delivered that. And um, <laughs> there's a joke there. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> 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 but she does stellar work, and uh, she's actually been very gracious at a lot of our shows to bring stuff to auction off or give away. So what's happening? What's going on
6: with this one? Well, she's uh, she's given away a piece, um, and then she will... <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Come
6: on>. Wow, <laughs> you. What kind of show is your, this? Get your mind out of the gutter, right? She is. She's giving away a a piece that she made. Uh, it's a Super Bowl piece, and then Daryl, come on, buddy,
3: he's just giggling like <laughs> a know. schoolgirl over a here. Time. Um, and then she'll be
6: g- she'll be raffling some stuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Some glasswork. Some glasswork. Some mosaic grain. art. Some man, mosaic glass art.
6: Let's clarify. I didn't think I had to. Oh, You're the I only think, one over I think there you there giggling. do.
0: Uh, knowing you and your uh, and the people you run with, I just yeah.
6: But then, anyway, so the oh, it's st- going to be great. Yeah, well, the Stone Gate—that's one of my favorite rooms. I mean, I've done the, a, a million rooms. The and Rock I just Loft love this
0: place. in the Stone Gate is is like second to none. Well, we opinion. prefer to
6: call it the Comedy Loft, but okay,
0: however, whatever you're going to turn into the Comedy <laughs> Loft, it's rock it's awesome. It has a great bar up there. Uh, it's hardwood floors. Has great acoustics. It's very intimate, and it's it's got a, it. Totally has that Tacoma feel. You know, with that brick wall and everything. It's very Absolutely. cool.
6: Yeah, it's a great place. So what time's it start? Uh seatings at seven. The show's gonna start at eight. And it's ten bucks at the door. Ten bucks at the door. That's a steal. That's a great deal. Oh man, to see Joe Fontenot, That's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. Are you on
6: stage? I am. I am the middle guy. I'll, I'll be doing a half hour. Oh, you will you will. Yeah. All right. Well, so what time is that? What time are you on? Um, Again, the show starts at 8. We might have a, uh, well, we have the MC. We might have a guest spot or something. So, you know, you're probably going to see me around 8.30. It's about the time for a bathroom break, folks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's no. what <when> i go <laughs> <laughs>
0: no it's gonna be a lot of fun uh that again is this saturday march 1st 10 bucks stone gate which is down on 56 and south tacoma way you can't miss it it's a cool venue and order they have some
1: wings Ugh.
0: and also order some of their rum they have just an amazing rum bar i mean bar second to none in the Northwest as far as their variety yeah. of rum. So let's, if you're a rum next fan. Next
1: week, let's, let's not get pizza and wings. Let's just get rum. rum. Just, just get rum. Just rum. rum.
6: <laughs> I'll We're call, sponsored by the rum I will call bar. Jeff tonight. <laughs> yeah, this, this, the second half of that show is going to be awesome. Woo!
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, now, <laughs> no kidding. You've probably you heard a few of those episodes. Agnes. We've had some of those. <laughs>
0: um, uh, I noticed on the poster, though, it does have an a explicit lyric parental warning is this an all-ages show or it
6: is not an all-ages okay. show it's a uh, 21 up right. uh, uh, to be in the comedy loft at the stone gate um and what that is what you're looking at oh that's is, a, that's a cd that's cover. the cd cover got it
0: all right very so. good so way to school me now uh, also before we let you go because we got to move on uh, it's always fun having you on the program um you have a
6: position at nwcz radio I do. I am the advertising director at NWCZ Radio, yes. so if you would like to advertise on our station, uh, you would get a hold of me. Yeah, you want to advertise on NWCZ Radio. Well, of Radio. course. Everybody uh, should. Over two million clicks on just the website last year,
0: which obviously doesn't mean listeners. There's more than that, because we're on TuneIn, we're on iTunes, iTunes. Uh, you name it, wherever Facebook, all over the place. So, Absolutely, uh, very well known station. Seeking you're seeking advertisers, and how could they get a hold of you
6: if they're interested? Um, you know, just call or text me two five three five three four six three two one. Oh my just goodness! C- call or text, or hit me up <laughs> on Facebook, Eric Puddin. You'll it'll pop right up. Don't you have an uh, email address too? Um, I, I have a couple of email addresses. Well, what's the um, NWCZ radio? E-puddin at radio.com. That's easy. E-puddin. Not to be
1: confused with eat-puddin.
6: No, e. <laughs> e. E.
0: E-puddin. E-puddin. Like the E Street Band. E-puddin. <laughs> yes. At nwcz Dot com. Dot com. Very good. Hey, Eric, man, always a pleasure. Thank you. WCC, see you on uh, see you on Saturday. Absolutely. It's going to be Knock it out. All right. Let's move forward. Okay. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Tune in next week where we have Adarna, Afraid of Figs, and Coma Figura on the big show. And other surprises. Uh, I'll give you my review of uh, the English beat, which I just saw in concert. It was really great. Uh, Voxy, have a great week.
1: I certainly will. On
0: one. Same to you. Everybody out there. Stay safe. Be back next week right here Northwest Convergence Zone Show.
6: This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.